Welcome in, everybody, to the Invest Well Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall. Listen, hope you're having a blessed day wherever you are in the world right now. And we are joined in this show by Dalton Helby, great guy, portfolio manager, investment advisor of U.S. Private Wealth, Wall Private Wealth. Dalton, first off, thanks for joining us and sharing some of your insight in advance. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Mike. Yeah, it's going to be a good show. Listen, here we are talking about 2024, and many of you, I know you're in a place where now we're a couple weeks into January, and you're thinking about your life, you're thinking about your financial life, you're thinking about your personal life, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm literally in a situation where I set my New Year's resolutions, and I failed already. Well, if you have, it's okay, there's still hope for you, that's the good news, there's always time to get back on the train. But we're going to talk a little bit in this show about some investing tips for 2024. We want to uncover and unpack a little bit of what's going on right now economically, some things that you need to be watching out, looking out for. And by the way, this is something that we are desiring and will be doing on the weekly. So that way it's going to be short, simple, clean, 8 to 10, 12-ish minutes in length. And you'll have the opportunity to either watch it live, tune in live, or uh, catch it a little bit later as it works for you. So let's talk about what's going on right now. Well, here's what we know. Well, we know there's some reports that are coming out here that economic growth, and I'm just going to read make sure I get it correct, in Q4 uh, of 2023 grew by about 3.3% as far as the overall economic uh, U.S. economy. And when you think about that, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, we're moving in the right direction. Well, keep in mind, it's so interesting, Dalton, how in election years, we find that certain things happen that just didn't happen before. And so we're seeing these things occur. But yet at the same time, we're seeing some negative news. As of today, Microsoft literally uh, laid off 1,900 employees, primarily uh, uh, you know, folks that were part of the gaming division, if you will. And it just reminded me of uh, Elon, as an example, when he bought uh, Twitter, which is now X. And one of the things that he talked about is reducing, what, 70, 80% of the workforce there at Twitter that's now X, and yet they're still operating pretty efficiently. They're moving. They're they're very, very popular. People are using the platform. And so when you take a look at layoffs and things that are happening, that isn't necessarily always a negative when it comes to the overall company, because now you're creating more efficiency. You're getting rid of sometimes, not always, sometimes it is a negative, but sometimes you're getting rid of maybe cost that you didn't need. And there's a lot of factors why those types of things can happen. But Dalton, what are your thoughts on some of stepping into 2024 and what some of the outlooks should be for investors as they're looking at uh, markets, investments. Obviously, we're going to talk a little bit later about private equity, off-market investments for some wealthier families, some things they need to be looking at to do it well. But what's your thought and your sentiment, Dalton, in relation to markets and, and 2024? Yeah, thanks, Mike, for asking that. And, and really, with markets, I think one of the big things on folks' minds coming into 2024 is interest rates, right? And so a lot of that is going to be dictated by inflation, obviously getting that under control. The report we're getting on the 3.3% annualized GDP increase for Q4 of last year is a pretty big deal because the expectation was about 2% uh, from a lot of the Wall Street firms and what was being expected. Um, and so that's really important when you're looking at the pace uh, of which the Fed could look at reducing interest rates. Uh, I would say since in, you know GDP grew at a stronger pace than what was expected, that's actually uh, gives more optionality to the Federal Reserve and allowing them to kind of take their time in reducing interest rates. And so, you know, the market in and of itself, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people have said, okay, the Federal Reserve has anticipates three interest rate cuts for 2024. 
Well, when you actually look at a lot of the futures markets, which is the derivatives markets uh, of stocks and things like that, you actually see that there's more than six uh, interest rate cuts that are being accounted for or expected when you're looking at a lot of uh, volatility and trading in the market. So that's really important because on the other side of that coin, whereas you know interest rate cuts could be a positive thing for the market, there's another side to that coin where you know, if it doesn't come out quite as expected, uh, that could be a negative thing for markets as well. So just something to keep in mind as we're looking towards markets this year. Yeah. And I think the other thing, uh, Dalton, in relation to um, that sentiment is the idea that, you know, when you take a look at, you know, expected earnings and you, you actually talk about what that looks like, the forecast, at least from a lot of the research thus far, is that earnings are expected in 2024 to go up in a lot of ways, right? And for S and P 500 companies, and so when you look at some of these things, um, obviously there's a lot of there's a lot of ideas and thoughts out there about where research comes from and what it looks like, and that's where things get a little bit murky, by the way, as you're investing, because people are like, oh my gosh, you know, I think this is going to rocket to the moon, or this is going to go to the moon, or one of the things, and I think a great tip to start out with. Let's start with this tip in relation to investing in 2024, is it's always a good idea to never fully back your truck up anywhere. In other words, don't go all into anything. Make sure you have proper diversification. Tip two for 2024 is being in a situation where you take a look at your wealth. If you've accumulated uh, some wealth, many of you may know that I have several other financial companies. We've served wealthy families for years. Um, and one of the things that we always talk about when the conversations are had and the team talks about when conversations are had, is the idea of proper diversification. And I think, Dalton, one of the things that people often think about when they think about diversification is they think about the idea of being primarily on market and using that age-old slider, which moves you know, from less equities uh, to more fixed income or bonds as you age. You know, you take the old roll 100, right? You take your age minus 100, and then what the leftover difference is, is that that's how many equities or bonds you should have based on your process. And I think that's so important to be saying, you know what, we need to be thinking differently around that. So let's let's talk real quick about interest rates, Dalton. You know, one of the one of the good friends of ours, and obviously we've done some great work with him personally over the years as well. Barry Habib, great guy, three crystal balls as far as interest rates, really knows this stuff, talks all over the country about what's coming. His sentiment in a lot of ways is that mid end March. We're going to see the Fed cut some rates, and I think that will obviously uh, add some fuel to the overall economy. My sentiment is, and I'll give you mine, and then Dalton, I'd love to hear yours. My sentiment is I believe that we're going to see some growth um, for the markets in general early on this year, uh, maybe mid, even mid this year per se. But then I think as we move into more, we'll call it the election season, end of year, I think we're going to see some controversial things and, and a lot, quite honestly, chaotic things in the overall markets and economy and world uh, just because of what's happening with elections. And I think that could potentially cause some disruption and concern and possibly some pullback uh, with markets. And I do believe that we're going to see some growth here, even though we are at exceeding what we'll call it all time high territory right now. What are your thoughts on that, Dalton? Yeah, and just to kind of play devil's advocate here, Mike, I, I hear what you're saying on some of those points, especially when it comes to the political aspect, moving into an election year. Um, you know, obviously, historically, interest rate cuts are a positive thing uh, for the current administration uh, and, and more favorable for them. So that's one thing. 
part of that too is I don't think we're in the typical election cycles that we uh, we used to be. Uh, you know, back in the day, I think things have changed kind of over the years, especially since COVID uh, and some of the recent elections. So I think some of the dynamics change there a little bit. Uh, and then the other side to when it comes to interest rates and things like that, when you're looking at interest rate decreases, you know, number one, uh, a really big part of that, you know, is GDP. So obviously the Fed's going to look at, at interest at inflation, uh, number one, and also keeping unemployment uh, low. Right. So those that's the dual mandate. But also when you're taking into account GDP, right, if if the economy is growing strong, right, and there's a lot of consumer spending, um, they're not as incentivized to decrease interest rates uh, if, you know, for example, the economy was doing poorly. So the pace and the uh, rate at which they lower those interest rates, in my opinion, is going to be strongly dictated on how the overall economy is going. And by the overall economy, I mean GDP, which is the numbers we were discussing today, which came out above expectation. So like I said before, just to play devil's advocate, I think that's something that you need to take into consideration as well, uh, especially when entering into markets. Uh, obviously dollar cost averaging is a super important uh, strategy to use. And especially when you're moving into a year with a lot of different things going on from political risk to interest rate risk, uh, as whether as well as uh, many other risks that we're we're seeing this year. Yeah, and you know, Dalton, I got to be honest with you. I really believe, you know, I, I know there's a lot of conversation out there about going down the conspiracy trail, and I, I really believe that there is, um, you know, forces that are out there beyond just the traditional. And so when you take a look at when you take a look at moving the levers to make sure that the results can be favorable, uh, even negotiations that are making right now being made internationally with with OPEC and things like that to kind of cause some of our recent oil prices to come down, even though our reserves are low and all of the things that go with that, instead of domestically saying, let's turn the switch on, which let's turn the switch on and drill. You know, I think, I think that is going to happen. I think there's goals this year to kind of prop up markets, prop up this idea that even though we have a, you know, kind of a, a, a president that is, that is out there, but is in a place that just is not coherent in a lot of ways, you know, who's really running the ship. I think this causes consumers and investors in particular this year, in my opinion, to say, hey, there's going to be some opportunity, I think. I think markets are going to push, but we need to make sure that we are um, not only looking at select opportunities, but being conservative in nature. And so I want to land the plane on this show with the idea of talking about private equity. Now, many, many folks have been involved in great real estate deals and a variety of different offerings that exist out there, but private equity is something that stood the test of time in many, many ways good and bad of everything. But I think one of the things that we've found, and there's a company that sponsors this show, U.S. Private Wealth, Wall Private Wealth, USPW in particular, that focuses on adding that into the portfolio. And I just want to take just two or three minutes as we kind of exit this tip number three or four, right, for investors to talk about when they are looking at investment, if they want to get off market and they want to jump into something, make sure you're looking at all the parameters when you jump in. And I think that's one of the things you know, some of the preferred private equity that, that we will look at that makes sense in my mind of entering Dalton is the idea of being in something that has the ability to exit uh, quicker rather than later. In other words, traditional private equity is seven, eight years in length, maybe nine, 10, could be longer. Uh, typically, you're in a place where there's no way out. Uh, typically, there's going to be an opportunity for capital calls because they need to raise more money to make sure that the, the deal comes through. And oftentimes, there's debt on the deal. So, Let's talk a little bit about finding qualified and really quality equity, doing it in such a way through it's a fund structure. It's a little bit different, but Dalton, why don't you take a minute and just share 
why it matters to do things a little bit differently in an abbreviated term. Yeah, so with pro, when it comes to private equity, Mike, uh, really the important thing you want to evaluate is some of the fun terms like you, like you discussed previously. Capital calls, uh, length of the investment period, and how long is the harvest period, essentially when you're collecting some of the profits from some of those investments. Uh, so those are all important metrics to be thinking about. Um, I would say, you know, most people haven't had any exposure to private equity. Uh, usually it's for, you know, typically more astute investor. And so just dipping the toe in is, is a great place to start, number one. And then obviously as time moves along, you really want to get into, okay, which type of private equity, because private equity can mean a whole lot of things. It can mean real estate, it yeah. can be markets, uh, it can be other companies, private companies. Um, you know, what type of private equity is it? And how does it fit into my portfolio and accomplish the goals that I'm looking to achieve? Yeah, yeah. And doing it in a way that if possible, doing it in a way that there's literally uh, no debt on the deal, that, that literally mitigates risk in a lot of ways. And there's there's funds out there, structures out there that you can do that with, by the way. And and being in a place where you have the ability, should you want to, there's parameters around exiting, but some uh, give you the opportunity where you can exit after a year if you want to. And they've still had some nice returns, low teens, uh, annual returns, strategies out there that have been around for 40 plus years, just like clockwork. Nothing sexy, but kind of set it and forget it kind of things. Uh, so just things that you need to be thinking about in relation to your investments. What are you looking at? What are you evaluating? Don't back the truck up to anything in particular. Make sure you're understanding there probably will be some opportunistic things. Markets fluctuate, but remember, a lot of people don't know what they want because they don't know what's available. There is opportunity out there. Uh, in my personal opinion, when I take a look at this is not advice, but I take a look at companies like a Tesla and other things, I think they got some road to go. I think there's some opportunity for them. They are prepared for other things out there. You know, Apple's coming out with their new uh, visual headset, which is going to be pretty cool. So when you take a look at these things, be mindful of what you're doing, how much you're putting in, what it looks like. And as you are now continuing in or have built significant wealth, be looking for ways to transition some of that wealth off market to investments that have more stability and really are more directionally focused where demographically people are moving to, there's there's bandwidth that push behind, all things you need to be thinking about in relation to your wealth. Dalton, thank you so much for taking a minute, sharing some of your thoughts. Thanks for having me, Mike. Absolutely. Hey guys, listen again, dial in each and every week. We're going to be coming some different topic on the Invest Well Show live. So tune in live, share this with someone that needs to hear it. And I want to share a quick piece from another uh, portion that comes from our nonprofit. And uh, the site is actually called leanintotruth.com. It's all about helping people find truth and purpose in life. Watch this, and we'll see you next time on the Invest Well Show. Hello there, Michael Wall here. I'm excited to share with you leanintotruth.com. It's a mission that I've been on to help families, people, individuals really find truth and purpose in life. Listen, there's so much chaos in our world today. The news and all of the nonsense that we hear on a daily basis can be challenging to know where to go to find real truth. We've put together different series called Ancient Wisdom and Fight Camp, as well as others, to really go through truth of God's Word and help you find, deliver, and really understand wisdom that God has for us to make better decisions and find more purpose in life. I want to challenge you to join me by heading over to leanintotruth.com to really take advantage of all the resources available to help you find more purpose and mission in life. See you there.